Hello, and welcome to The Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode. So this past weekend was the first time since March 14th 2021 that I was actually able to play bingo indoors. You know, and the funny thing was, it's kind of a culture shock. <laughs> you know, after all this time of wanting to go back in and wanting things to go back to normal, it, it was kind of strange to be indoors, you know. I mean, I'm happy that everybody's opening up. I'm hoping, hoping that things will get back completely back to normal. But uh, right now, it's still just a little strange. Yeah, I'd actually think it's funny that I've gotten so accustomed to playing in my car. You know, there are a lot of cool things about that. I like sitting in my car with my food. I have my little tray that I got that I have all set up. I can get my food that I usually order and take with me, you know, and sit there. I get my little drink. I've got like a uh, this lovely little rack that I have that I uh, put my uh, paperwork in there, you know, my extra games or pull tabs or whatever I put in that rack. And you know, I was just really comfortable. You can stretch out, you can do whatever, you don't have to worry about talking, you can listen to music too if you want. It was it was getting to be very comfortable sitting in my car. So a uh, little bit of a culture shock when you have to sit there. Also think about what you're wearing. You don't have to think about what you're wearing when you're sitting in your car. You don't care. Uh, you just want to be comfortable and everything. So that's another kind of interesting thing that you have to get uh, used to uh trying to look a little nicer than you might normally look sitting in your car. But anyhow, so I just thought that was really kind of funny that you wait so long for something and you're you're had such a hard time adjusting the other way when things shut down that now that things are going back, it's just kind of weird how the the how people adjust to things. But it is cool to be back. It is really, really nice to be back inside um, for a couple of reasons. One of my main things is it's just there is that people connection. I mean that that is probably Far and foremost, the number one reason I'm excited about getting back indoors. I mean, true, we're not there 100% yet. There are still some restrictions. You have to keep your mask on the entire time, and you're not allowed to eat inside the bingo hall, which can be a little bit of a challenge since you can be there for, you know, three or four or five hours, and you can get a little hungry. So you can see people rushing outside at the break time. Uh, I certainly did that, ran to my car and grabbed some food and ate while I had the opportunity. You're keeping at least six feet away from people. There are like barriers to block you so you can't uh, kind of interact as much as you would like to. You're obviously not going up and hugging people. You're not standing around chatting as much, again, because you're trying to stay as safe as possible uh, while this is still going on. But, you know, it's a lot better than what it was. Uh, probably the thing that I miss the most, and I don't even know if it's something that you can explain, is that when people are getting ready to win, you can tell when somebody only needs one number to win. And it's hilarious, to me at least, to be sitting there and you hear people when they only need one number and you, and you can tell the ball in the window that's coming up is going to be in the row that they need the one number in. Like say they need G52 or whatever and you see the G ball come up and then they turn it around and it's G58 and you, have to be able, you know, there's that... <gasps> 
that little sigh of anticipation or angst or whatever you want to call that when people are just expecting that number and it doesn't come. There's <gasps> just I don't know. You have to be there maybe, but it is really funny to me, or only because I've been there. You know, there's that thing of wanting that number to be your number, and when it's not, it just kind of it's gonna like get you, and you can't help but make that little sound, and you're trying not. Actually, I think a lot of people are trying not to swear because they really want it to be that number. So that's one of the things that I, the other night when I was there, that I realized that's funny. You miss that when you're sitting in the car. You can't really hear other people doing that. And it's just kind of um, funny to to be back in that area where you're so used to hearing people do that. But And like I said, it's also nice, I think, hopefully once it gets to the point where everything's opened a lot more, I really um, am so adamant that this is a great place for people to go who, you know, who may be newly retired or just have a lot of time on their hands or something or don't really know how to go out and make friends. Bingo was just a great place to do that because no matter what, you're going to make friends even if you don't plan on it. There's just no way that people aren't going to start knowing you or recognizing you and people walk by and they say hello. And uh, the people who work there start knowing you, which was funny. There was a place that I play and, and my girlfriend and I go and we love it that we go, you know, that they, this person knows who we are and stuff. And it's like, there's just no way that you can't get to the point where you're making friends. So uh, whether you're playing in your car or whether you're playing indoors, I, again, I think bingo is just a fantastic place to go and make friends and enjoy yourself and possibly win a good chunk of change. So again, there are a lot of places that are opening up now. They're starting to get back to normal. As I said before, Vegas has been pretty much open for quite a while where you can go in there socially distancing. I see uh, other places are going back indoors. Some places are still staying uh, 50-50. You have a choice of either being in your car or being indoors. So you have that option for those of us who still might be a little uh, apprehensive about being amongst a crowd of people indoors. But uh, we're getting closer, people, and I'm very excited about that. I hope we all get to the point where we can have a nice, solid amount of herd immunity where we can all feel comfortable going inside. So our last episode really concentrated uh, primarily on pool tabs, which, as I've mentioned, are really profitable for a lot of the bingo halls. And there's something that can be um, very addictive. It's been very addictive for me, and I know for several other people, um, <laughs> they can just really suck you in, as I know I've mentioned a few times. But you know what? I said on my last turnaround, I said, you know what? I'm going to try something. Uh, I want to see if the addiction is worth it, okay? Because I have seen people, uh, again, like I've said, spend hundreds of dollars on these pool tabs, and sometimes they've w- they win. I've, uh, I've seen people you know, close to me spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars and then turn around and winning several thousand dollars, you know. But I've also seen people not spend so much and uh, also win. Uh, I tend to kind of fall in the middle there. You know, I, I don't go crazy just because I play bingo fairly often and you can really go broke if you're doing that much. But the question always arises, you know, I always wonder myself, is it worth it? Is it worth spending hundreds of dollars to uh, buy these pool tabs? I mean, how much does that really increase your chances? Are you uh, pretty confident that you're going to win when you spend all this money? Or are you just throwing uh, good money after bad? I mean, I'm sure some of these people that are spending all this money have the money to to burn, and they're fine. There was a, a lady at the place where I used to play pretty regularly, and she would come, and she was a wealthy woman. I mean, she would spend 
hundreds of dollars. I mean, hundreds of dollars. This woman had so many pool tabs that she used to have people have to help her not only open them, because again, you've got to open them, and she was elderly, um, not decrepit, but just elderly. And she used to have a couple of people who would sit there and help her open these pool tabs. And they would not only help her open the pool tabs, but when you're buying at such a mass rate, uh, such an abundance, you ha- you can't, if you're getting the numbers, you can't keep track of the numbers because the numbers go kind of fast. Remember, you've got to yell bingo uh, before they call the next number. And they, they kind of tend to yell these uh, bingo numbers for the pull tabs a little faster, I think, than they do for just regular bingo. So again, you've got to be, you've got to be ready. And sometimes, you know, if she's got like 10 tabs of a particular game or whatever, it's just hard to keep track. So not only would she buy them in mass, but she would, again, have people help her uh, play these pull tabs and stuff. So, and again, there were tons of nights when she wouldn't win at all. Now, I, I will say a lot of these pull tabs also have, as I mentioned before, these things called instants. And so I got to imagine that she was winning a fair amount of these instants, which could be up to like $500. So I got to imagine she was getting some of her money back, but not necessarily all of her money. But hey, they are fine. And if you've got the money to burn, burn it. You know, a little jealous. I wish I had the money to burn, but I don't. So the other week I decided, let me let me try a little experiment with this. Um, I was playing bingo, driving bingo uh, with some friends. And I said, you know what? I, I have a little extra cash. Let's go a little bit over our norm and let's, let's buy more tabs than we usually, uh, usually purchase. You know, let's, let's see if we can increase our chances for, uh, winning one of these pool tabs. And again, some of these pool tabs uh, pay almost $2,500. So they're, you know, it's it's very um, motivating to want to try to win that money, especially if you only have to uh, put out a small amount of cash. So so anyway, like I said, I, I spent more money than I normally do. And when I say more money than I normally do, I spent like 150 bucks, okay, uh, buying these pool tabs. Again, that's a lot for me, but Definitely not a lot for several people who are probably uh, avid bingo players who are laughing at me at that that amount. But again, it was a lot for me. And as luck would have it, I actually got a, a good array of pool tabs. Like of all the pool tabs that I bought, I think they sell 10 pool tabs. And out of purchasing those 10 different types of pool tabs, um, yeah, so to be clear, it's 10 different types of pool tabs. Out of those 10 different types of pool tabs, I got I got the majority of them. Some of them I got one or two, which was really good. I think I've mentioned before, there are times when you can spend that much money and not get bupkis, uh, which is really uh, disheartening. But anyway, I was feeling good. I'd gotten a, a good amount of money, I, uh, good, excuse me, a good amount of pool tabs, and I felt good about the money that I had, you know. But meanwhile, my friend, uh, one of the girls that I Tend to play with, she spends twenty dollars, and that's kind of our thing. You, you try for a couple of the the larger paying tabs, and then a couple of the regular tabs, and the regular tabs are like eleven ninety nine. Okay, so still a good amount of money. So anyway, like I said, I spent one hundred and fifty. She spent her typical twenty. Okay, so let's see how this experiment goes. Long and the short of it is, I got bupkis. <laughs> She won $500, okay? And I sat there and thought, I said, that's so funny. It's like, okay, so my experiment for me personally is like, okay, I'm sticking back to my small amount of money because you're still having fun and it's you're not losing so much and you can come back, excuse me, you can come back to play another day. 
But I also sat there and thought it's really funny because Pam, uh, my friend, is uh, someone who typically just stays in that range. She doesn't really go overboard. She keeps it within her budget. And in all honesty, she tends to win, I think, more than most of us. So it's pretty funny. So it just goes to show you, you do not necessarily have to spend uh, a lot of money to win at bingo. So it's just how much you're, you're willing to go uh, into debt for and and you know, how much it means to you and how, how lucky you are. I think that has to do with it too. I have absolutely seen people who go there and spend a little bit amount of money and win time and time and time and time again, you know, so God bless them. Um, hopefully that will be me one of these days. But anyway, I just thought that was really funny. I enjoyed my experiment and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Pam turned around, turned around and, um, one five hundred dollars, so it was pretty funny. Anyway, so just a little bit more information and follow up on the pull tap situation. Okay, for this week's bingo lingo, we're going to talk about the phrase six on. So, what exactly does that mean? Well, when you play bingo, you're not just getting one little square of uh, one little card to play it. You know, sometimes when you a kid or whatever, you just have that one little square. Sometimes when they show it on. Uh, different examples on websites, whatever. You see just the one little square, which has your basic B-I-N-G-O and then five numbers going down each letter with the free space in the middle for the letter N. But when you're playing at a casino or one of the uh, bingo halls, what you're going to get is you're going to get several sheets of paper, which is known as a pack. The number of sheets you get is going to be dependent on the number of games you're going to play. Uh, Some places only play 10 games, some places play 30 or more games. But in each one of those sheets, you're typically going to have six individual squares. Thus, the term six on. So when you see that, you know that you're going to get a pack that has six on sheets. Uh, Most of the sheets are typically uh, your basic, what is it, like eight and a half by 11 um, size piece of paper, and you're going to have six of those individual uh, squares on them, okay? So that's when you see some place and they say a six on, that's what you're going to go. They're playing the eight and a half by 11 typically, and you're going to have six individual uh, blocks of bingo to play. So um, sometimes they call it a six card as well too. Sometimes they say that. And that's good because you you know need to know that because when you're playing, sometimes they'll say, uh, you need to get four card bingo or you need to get six card bingo or two card, whatever. So that's what it is. You need to get two of those squares on a six on. Uh, sometimes you also see some places that say four on. So those are just a little bit smaller. They're not the eight and a half by 11s. I don't know what that dimension is. It's basically a square, and you're only going to have four. So more, most places do the six on. So when you go play bingo, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the six on. Uh, some places do the four on. And there's some other variations of that, too. But generally speaking, that's what you're usually going to get, is you're either going to get a six on or you're going to get a four on. Okay? So that's it for this week's Bingo Lingo. And thanks again for listening to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. I hope you'll join us again in two weeks for our next episode. It's not a game. It's a